Welcome back to another episode of the CrossFit Bath Podcast. As always, I'm Jason, but this week I am joined by Lydia. Hello. Hi. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. No, I'm all right, actually. Uh, surviving pretty well through this. Yeah, it took a while to get you on. So with Ed, we said it took a global pandemic to get him on. Uh, and with you, it took Ed coming on because of a global pandemic to get you on. So it's been a, a little domino effect, but we've really appreciated that. No, it's that saying then that it was harder to get me on than Ed, I don't know. I don't know if it was harder to get you on than Ed. I just definitely feel that the two played a kind of role. Yeah, well, you'll hear from the boys. Like, I am not a big fan of hearing my own voice. Like, recording the workouts prior to go on Instagram and things like that. You'll notice I've not been on those yet. <laughs> yeah. So you get, like, one of the sort of voice disguises that they use to kind of modulate your voice. And it can sound like Batman when you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Before we go any further, Lydia, we need to warm up. Uh, especially because it's it's I want to say early it's not really early but it's it's morning there we go let's let's define it that way we've probably both been up for quite a while me because of kids getting me up and you because you're probably a more motivated person that likes to get up and get stuff done <laughs> not always although I did take the dog for a little walk this morning because it's too hot for her uh, for the rest of the day clever wise a couple of warm-up questions for you some nice simple ones to get you started uh, where would you rather go for a walk on the beach or in the forest that's a tough one. I'm going to say the beach for now, but that's just today. It can change daily. Weather dependent, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. I just feel like that need at the moment with lockdown for that just vast open space. So that's why I'm going for the beach. All right, you're like looking out to, at the sea. Going, it goes on forever. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> Claire has asked, controversial, Froning or Fraser? Fraser for me. Yeah, Fraser all day in that capacity. I think partly because I was only just getting into CrossFit when Froning was kind of at the top of his game in terms of individuals. So I've seen more of Fraser. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'd have gone Froning, but I wasn't <gasps> asked. I wasn't asked, so it doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> well, Claire has a, a sort of follow-up question, uh, and she asks, uh, if you could choose one famous CrossFitter to train with, uh, to be your training partner, who would it be? Sure. I think I'd have to go. Can I only choose one? Yeah. Well, she said if you could choose one. Uh, but if you've, go, got, um, if you've got a few for different reasons, then <laughs> I'm happy to hear I'd, that. I think, um, I think I'd go Kelsey Keel just because I follow her on Instagram. I think that uh, she's really empowering for women um, in CrossFit especially as you know she's a slightly heavier athlete and although obviously her physique is amazing um i think that some people might think that you have to be like really tall like amazonian like sarah sigmund's daughter um but yeah kelsey keel absolute machine yeah okay that's a good answer unexpected answer i was expecting the huh? kind of well i wasn't really expecting anything but i just sort of imagined we'd get the classic two or three that usually usually come up like Sarah's yeah. name was mentioned, Sarah. but not as yeah. training partner. So that's interesting. Oh, well, well, it's your first time on the podcast. So you, you probably know what question I'm going to ask you. When Is we it are about fine, peanut butter? It's not. <laughs> but you've got, a, well, we could go peanut butter. You've got a weird one. Uh, what was the, did you use like a powdered peanut butter or something? Oh, well, yeah, I use a powdered peanut butter when I'm putting it in a shake. So I do like a banana and peanut butter shake. So I use the powdered one for that. But uh, ordinarily crunchy. Not that you asked, but... But you just wanted it on the record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now my question is going to be, when we finally make this CrossFit Bath movie, 
who are you choosing to play you? I don't know. God, I, I wasn't expecting that one, actually. So I can't think of anyone who's got hair like me. I mean, Hollywood stylists are very good. They can, uh, they can <laughs> manipulate people's hair in incredible ways. Oh, yeah. For some reason, I was literally just thinking crossfitters. But you're thinking like anybody in the world. I, I'm me. thinking famous, you know, actor or, or I mean, generally, we've had thinking back we've we've had a lot of actors so like ed has gone Clooney. <laughs> yeah i laughed out loud at that one when i heard that as well no Shax, chance Shax has gone brad pitt <laughs> ollie went jason statham sam chose a member from the bridge because he just thought he could do a great impression of him so and, and we've even had what like robin williams so we've had deceased actors as well so i mean it, it's a vast array you can choose from at this point point. and wait what's this movie about why am i in it it's the CrossFit Bath movie. Oh, okay. So, um, I mean, maybe I'll just aim for the top. I'll go Tia. Yeah, oh, Tia. We're... Is that so, allowed? Yeah, it's allowed. Uh, will you force her to to put on an English accent? <laughs> or will you let no, her go I mean, full you know, Aussie? If, if, uh, if it gets played in the States, I have a feeling that most people would be able to tell the difference anyway. The Australian and English accent kind of merges into one for, for a lot of people. So she can stick with her accent. She can, she's got fairly curly hair. That would I was going to say the hair's already halfway yeah. there. So, and right. physiques are pretty similar too. So. Oh, are they? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can get her to train a little bit if you want, just like for the role. Yeah. Good, good. Now, normally we'd move straight onto the CrossFit talk now, but I know you haven't listened to last week's episode yet, but we had some controversy because you were the, the spotlight shout out that we had at the end huh? and you left an interesting fun fact about chickens. <laughs> yeah now we had some disagreement on that fact we had it called out that it's not true oh the question was when can is it in the egg that they can change gender no no it's not it's not in the egg i mean to be fair i heard about this fact on a program i think it was like a, a ben fogel new lives in the uk or something but a reputable source a woman that had moved up to somewhere in northern scotland and had like a little farm and it's not uh, in the egg. It's like when they're like fully grown, they can even, they can even, if they turn, turn female to male, I feel like they can even, oh, I don't know. No, but it's true. Because <laughs> Jasmine said that like her sister has a, a farm with loads of chickens on it and that it's not true. So this okay. is something that we need the fact, the fact checkers to, to look into. I haven't bothered. No. Um, because to be honest, I don't really care that much. But No, I don't. And I quite like the fact. So I feel like I'm not going to look it up because um, I'm going to keep using it. Okay. You're going to go with the Arm & Hammer, just happy to have facts to drop. Whether they're true or not, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If you say it enough times, <laughs> convince enough people, it becomes true, apparently. Well, I don't think I've done a very good job of convincing people on this podcast. So <laughs> So let's, let's put that aside for one minute. People aren't here to listen. Well, they might be. Some people may have tuned in just to hear this. Uh, as We did mention <laughs> that we'd bring it up. But uh, we want to talk to you about your history with CrossFit. We've heard a tiny little bit of that last week when we went through your, your, your spotlight shout out. Uh, so we kind of know how you first found CrossFit, which was not even in the UK. So uh, no. tell us about that. So I was living in Amsterdam at the time and um, I had heard about, I'd heard a little bit about CrossFit. This must be in uh, 2013, I think. I'd heard a little bit of out CrossFit I'd looked up a gym kind of was trying to persuade my persuade my colleagues to go with me but they were having none of it and they were doing a free trial so I'll, I'll just go along I'll see what it's all about I've done lots of running before 
felt relatively fit. I'd gone to the gym just in general, just like a, a Globo gym style. And I thought, I'll be fine. I walked in for starters in this huge gym, felt completely out of place straight away. I mean, obviously you only tend to focus on the things that look really impressive and the things that you think, God, I'll never be able to, never be able to do that. And as far as I remember, I remember everybody doing muscle ups, honestly, right. like insane. I'm sure some of them were banded and some people were doing other scaling options, but I immediately did feel intimidated. And then we did essentially a six minute workout. I was in pieces to the point I felt like I couldn't continue halfway through hating, like hating it, really hating it. I walked away from that gym bowing like, no, I'm not doing CrossFit Never ever again. again. Yeah. And I really did have that opinion. Yeah. I had, um, and my background's in injury treatment. I did a master's in sports therapy. So I kind of felt like my experience along with that justified my opinion of CrossFit gets you injured. So I spent a long time dissing it, to be honest. And just because of my one bad experience, and I think that everybody knows that, you know, every CrossFit gym is completely different. And I appreciate that obviously now. But then it wasn't until Rachel and I moved to Bath in, I think it was end of 2016. And she was like, oh, you know, there's a CrossFit gym in Bath. I was like, oh this again we've got to no move. way <laughs> yeah and I was not expecting her to want to do it for starters and she's like come on let's just go down and see what it's like so it was when we were when the gym was at one side so we went down there we met up with Ollie and he kind of I suppose, persuaded us to do like a two-to-one intro with him and I was hooked actually from the word go as soon as we started I loved it yeah that that Two to one intro. Uh, I did mention this last week when we went through your form. It was also the same way he managed to convince Rochelle and myself to <laughs> to do it. Because obviously we had, Harvey was very young at the time. So we were like, well, we can't both come and do an intro course in the evening because one of us has to be. So I was like, well, maybe one will have to do it one month and then the other one will do it the following month or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but then he got that whole kind of, oh, well, you could oh, do yeah. two on what? Uh. <laughs> he's a good salesman and he's a good coach. And I think that that's why... Um, it was so good. Like part of the reason we didn't want to do it is because it's late at night. You know, it's not a convenient time. Like, yeah, we didn't have other commitments at the time. We just, I didn't want to have to go out. I think it was winter as well when it's dark to do something that I thought I was going to hate. So um, that was really good. Do you remember what your, uh, what the workout was that you did that you hated in Amsterdam? No, I'm pretty sure it probably had burpees in it. I, I think it also had some bear crawls in, which I still hate. But also everybody else seemed absolutely fine. And not everybody else looked like they were super fit or anything like that. So I think partly it could have been me putting a bit of pressure on myself going, I'm fit, this will be a breeze, six minutes, you know, whereas now we all know six minutes, you, it can really put you in the locker. It is interesting that I do wonder because we we sort of said, you know, through for all the different people we've spoken to on the podcast, how many of us had that negative opinion of CrossFit until we actually tried it. And then we're like, oh, no, it's not at all like everybody says. So it's interesting to hear someone who was like, oh, I, I thought I'd give it a go. And then, oh, no, I was right all along and I knew it was going to be to be like this. So it's it's interesting. I wonder if kind of I wonder what might have happened if you'd stayed there, if you'd ever have gone back, if you'd ever have tried it again. I'd never thought about that. But, you know, it's probably best not to think about that. It could potentially be a, a lot fitter and stronger than I am now. But equally, I think it wasn't the right time for me um, at that. Uh, yeah, it wasn't the right time for me at then. So um, I'm glad I found it when I did. So I'm intrigued then how, I mean, and probably we're jumping a lot here, but how you went from you know, someone who's like, oh, never again to okay I'll give it a try and you sort of this spin that Ollie's put on it means I'm gonna I'm gonna have a go to you know I want to coach and kind of this will be my like my full-time gig sort of thing 
So that seems like a huge jump. Yeah, it was. Um, it was actually all in quite a short time frame. So I had, I think it was. I mean, for one, I was really available. So Rachel and I had just come back from a year traveling. So we had quit our jobs previously. We knew that we were going to be moving to Bath when we got back. So I hadn't long been back in Bath and I was uh, working in a, in a shop, I think at the time, like a running shop in town. So I was really available. And I, like I said, I was hooked from the start. And I'm quite all or nothing with some of these sorts of things. So uh, from the start, I just wanted to keep going back to the gym. So I wanted to do the wads. I wanted to go in my in like open gym. Um, I wanted to get better. I wanted to see those improvements. And I, I could see those improve, improvements really fast as well. So going from just about being able to do maybe one pull-up at the start, I really felt like the kipping came quickly. I mean, a toaster bar took forever, but um, that, that does tend to be the case for some things. And so it was just a case, I think it was probably six months or well, less than that. Yeah, I think it was about four months after I did my intro course, four or five months, that I um, I asked Ollie if I could help out in any capacity, saying I wanted to coach or I could help with any sort of backup house stuff, quite organised in that capacity. And he was really open to it. So I started off helping out on the intro course, as a lot of people do. I think Al started that way. Obviously, Fenn started that way it's sort of the way in it's really nice to be able to see those people as well starting from fresh and then um it wasn't long after that that meg wanted to take a step back she was doing all the admin from the gym and i was really keen to start doing that as well so i started doing some more admin and then i think about three or four months after helping with the intro uh, i was i was coaching i got kind of thrown in the deep end i remember getting a call having done no uh coaching in the gym before saying oh the ladies class on a Wednesday which at the time was catch-up Wednesday so you've essentially got three classes to do yeah we need a coach can are you available and I remember being terrified stood at the front saying so you got me today and I used to join the ladies class and they were just like no no come on so you know where's Bex and I was like no so actually seriously you, you do have me today how many people walked out at that point <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, none, luckily. But it was good. I mean, I would have never have chosen to be thrown in the deep end, but sometimes you just have to, don't you? Learn to sink or swim. Yeah, and from what I hear, that ladies' class, that will test you. So uh... <laughs> Back then as well, like the Wednesday catch-ups were always really difficult. Obviously, you're doing Monday session, Tuesday session, plus Wednesday session, like all at the same time. It's, it's a tough one to juggle. So um, it couldn't have been much tougher. And yeah, the ladies, they're great. They come for a chat as well as for a workout so it's always lively so it's it is interesting that the way you kind of fell into it then so just thinking back before you were doing crossfit you're saying you were already quite fit you're you in your mind at least you said you were you know you thought you were very fit and then it went and it destroyed you but that's <laughs> that's besides the point what was your background then i know you did a lot of running uh, was that kind of your main focus or were you doing other things uh, before crossfit i would say um running and cycling were the main thing and you know not competitive or anything like that i've done maybe a one or two i think i've done two half marathons before but just you know as a just as a like slow jog you know for charity but yeah i was i was relatively fit aerobically so i worked in bath but i lived in monkton coombe so i'd run along the towpath to and from work so that was i think about eight or nine kilometers each way but strength training I did quite a lot when I was at uni, living with a few guys that used to go to the gym, um, but that was you know many years ago. So I hadn't really 
been a member of a, a gym for a long time. So the strength aspect certainly certainly wasn't there. And the intensity <laughs> was definitely not there. I'm guessing you had, obviously you had quite good capacity because you were, you know, or a good engine, we could say, because you were doing a lot of running and, and cycling and that. So when we were speaking with Ed, we were talking about how for him it was quite difficult like learning the Olympic lifts and things because of his background and the way he trained before uh, and how isolated everything was and then having to try and put all of the kind of the pulls together and, and get hitting triple extension and all of that. How did you find learning to do all of that then from your kind of background from what you had? Was it because we were, we were, we were talk, basically talking about this idea of how for many people, if you're coming in, having not done anything, it's almost easier because you don't have to unlearn anything whereas if you're coming oh, yeah. in with oh, i used to do a lot of this or a lot of that and you've not got not necessarily bad habits but you're just very you know everything is an isolated movement and now you're trying to put together and link together three or four different sort of yeah. movements together to make the lift so how did you find learning to to do all of those kind of things i found it okay actually i'd say you know snatch to this day is my least favorite <laughs> movement with a barbell and um, but a clean jerk, all that sort of barbell stuff came to me pretty naturally. I was quite sporty when I was younger with um, uh, field hockey and things like that. So I feel like having that coordination definitely does help. But equally, not having learned bad habits is always is always good. Whenever I used to do a lot of one to one intros, whenever someone came in saying, you know, they'd, they'd self taught themselves some clean and some barbell stuff, you know that it's going to be really tough to kind of drill some things out of them the bad habits that they picked up because they're really ingrained if it's right from the start but snatch i just hate my wrists you know i just my over my shoulders my shoulder mobility is terrible so it's completely just things i need to work on the most but it's the, the things you tend to avoid the most as well isn't it so have you been doing any any work on these kind of things while while locked down and and sort of not having access to the gym but we were talking with dan about the fact that it's kind of a good opportunity to do those, you know, all the little movements that we're supposed to practice to improve before getting the barbell and that we kind of generally skip because it's much more fun to be playing with a barbell than it is sort of a, a stick and just drilling your mobility and things like that. Have you been working on yeah. it at all or life has been too hectic? No, I'd say um, life hasn't been hectic. I'd say that I have been working on things that I enjoy and um, that's partly because I'd say my motivation with training can really wax and wane. I'll either, I said earlier, like I'm either really in or alternatively, I can be really out. And that's really tough in a kind of a coaching environment to kind of accept the fact that your motivation is really waning. Whereas before lockdown, I'd say my motivation for training myself was was really waning. And I hadn't been, you know, under a barbell march and I hadn't been putting the time and effort that I knew that I should for my physical and my mental health. But it did mean that when lockdown happened, it kind of, uh, I think sometimes you just need that change, that shift to have that change of focus. And I just, okay, so I can't go to the gym. So kind of the, the pressure for me to be seen to be training, I suppose, is off. And then um, now I can do what I enjoy. So I've done a lot of running. I've done a lot. I've got a turbo trainer, plus the weather's been nice. I've been cycling a bit, I've been joining the wads. And I have been doing quite a lot of CrossFit training as well um, within that, um, as well as working some of my weaknesses, like, single leg tempo yeah that sort of stuff that's a killer but no I haven't I haven't specifically worked overhead stability I've been doing some stretching and some yoga and things like that though I think it's good for the like the members to hear that though because I I, I feel like we can get very down on ourselves 
and we can look at the coaches as sort of superstars and imagine that oh they're always you know they must be always on and they're always like have this motivation and I, I just don't have that and that means there's something wrong with me and I'm I'm not a good I'm not a good athlete then because I you know that's why I'm never gonna improve because I just don't have that drive uh, and it's been interesting sort of seeing people and their approach throughout this period because it is a obviously a very unique and strange period of time but it does tend to keep coming back to this thing of people are just doing kind of what they enjoy and and that there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> like if that's what you need to do at the moment great you know it, yeah uh, and i suppose yeah talking with like dan about you know maybe those that do have the desire to compete and to go to this competition and get back into competitions when the lockdown finishes yes maybe there's a little bit more need to work on all these different things kind of across the board but for the majority of us you know you're going to get fit doing running the same way yeah. you're going to get fit doing a crossfit workout it's going to be different and it means yes when maybe you go back to doing the more traditional training you were doing in the gym you'll yeah yeah you'll find that oh i need to work a bit harder on this now because i've kind of let it slip but oh yeah like my pull-ups are going to suck but you know it doesn't matter i think i don't train to you know be the best in the gym i don't train to um, be able to back squat or deadlift the most i train so that for my physical health and for my mental health i know that if i'm training i'm eating well i'm probably sleeping well my relationship's better um and things like that it all has it's also interconnected and uh, especially for me like diet training sleep is really connected so it's really important for me to train even if it is does mean sometimes i'm just doing what i enjoy um which yeah, might be running. Which is crazy to me, which sounds mad that that's what you enjoy, but fine. To I'm slow. Own, you're I'm slow. a plodder, you know. I just like to plod along. Like I said, I like to listen to a podcast. I think it's nice to just go out. Don't worry about your distance or your time and just stop when you want to stop. Yeah. Yeah, run it. I, I, so this is where the kind of like all the good intentions that we have, you start to see them. So you've you'd started putting up the running program, which yeah. was, and I was like, oh, running program sounds good. Let's try that. And I think I've managed two of them. <laughs> and it's it's more just trying to to juggle that and and all you know, you kind of assume you're gonna have loads of free time. Um and then you remember you have a family and yeah. that free time is is gone and it's sort of hard enough to justify why I'm in the garden for an hour doing one workout, let alone, oh and now I'm gonna go for a run and then I'm gonna yeah. go and do some work on mobility and then I'm gonna do this and that's it it's tough isn't it like everyone's got different um circumstances at home and i think as a gym it's a, you know we wanted to put out as many resources as we can but at the same time sometimes i think that probably can have the opposite effect for some people going oh all these resources are is everybody else kind of doing the running program the dumbbell program the the wads and it is just a case of us kind of trying to put out things that we think will be helpful for those that might find the time but if they don't you know it doesn't matter. Yeah, when we all get back to the gym and get back to some form of routine, we're all going to be in different uh, stages of like our fitness compared to before. But I think that you know that's fine. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter. There. And I think it's just because we're locked down that we're sort of hyper aware of this. Because at the end of the day, it's always been like this, hasn't it? There's always mm. been members that have come in an hour before the class to work on some specific weaknesses or to you know do a little bit of extra training before or after the wad uh, and the re- and some of us myself included that literally turn up just before do the wad and go home and that's sort of it 
and it's always been like that and there's always going to be people that are or even just like age background genetics that you're going to have some people that come in and you like when you see them when they start and you're you're outperforming them and you're very proud of yourself and then two weeks later they are destroying you in every workout and you're like oh that's really (laughs) annoying but but it's always been like that right it's that's never changed but I think it's just the idea of being at home and probably having more time to to think about that and maybe to see because they're posting something on social media and be like oh they're doing this and they're doing this and they're doing that oh no when we go back they're gonna they're gonna be so much better than me they doesn't matter does it probably better than you before anyway don't worry about it (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I think you know if you've if someone's got loads of time and they've got you know a home gym and then great they're gonna have loads of time to train but equally when you do get back to the gym and they're out squatting you you know you know that they've been doing that training that you've not been able to because of time or kit or for whatever reason and you know CrossFit as much as when you do go into the gym it does it can feel sometimes like a competitive environment ultimately I think most people actually only there for themselves to feel better to feel fitter to hopefully see those like marginal gains for themselves and also to support other people um with the gains that they're making so i think that it'll be a really supportive environment when we all get back to it we all laugh at how our back squats and our deadlifts used to be at whatever and we used to be able to have many strict pull-ups or and and now we can't but (laughs) i'm sure we'll get back there eventually i had a a a little question then before maybe we speak about a few other crossfit related things um and that was just you talked about kind of your goals and and that you know that's not you're not training to be competitive you're training for uh, you know, to to be healthy and and feel good physically, mentally. So, was that always your goal? Like when you started, did you start with that kind of quite balanced? This is why I'm doing it, or is that something you learned along the way? I would say it's probably something I've learned. I probably started because I wanted to be ripped. I don't know the typical thing. Although actually saying that, it's probably the typical thing. The reason why guys start um, frustratingly, we used to. I feel like it's not happened so much recently, but we used to get a lot of women coming to the gym go, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to get really muscular and all that. Whereas I came into it thinking, yeah, I want that, you know, and that's one of the things that actually after my first couple of sessions with Ollie that made me think um, what a great environment CrossFit is because you've got people of all different body shapes and sizes doing incredible things. And there's no, no one's sort of too self-conscious about their, their body shape. They know I'm this shape so I'm gonna be really good at xyz yeah I'm probably gonna struggle with why but that's okay but yeah I came into it thinking I want to be ripped I mean that was a long time ago and it's still not happened but you know I can uh, I think more recently I've um yeah I just realized that it's not about the pressure for me to feel to look a certain way I'd say obviously there's a weight that I'm happy with or more of like a general size or feeling I don't weigh myself but I think that more so in the past year, it's been about that kind of whole view. Just that from a health perspective, I want to feel good. I want to look good. Um, and kind of, that's why I do it. And as well as the kind of the endorphins you obviously get from working out, especially with a load of other people kind of being knackered at the ends, but knowing you kind of, you all did it together. Yeah. It's just something I noticed. I think that that's a, a very common like transition that people make that they kind of come in with either, it's you know it's that classic like i want to go to the games and then after a little while going no i don't (laughs) like i I don't actually want to 
do what's necessary to get there. That's that's not my goal. And actually, I just want to feel good and 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 like yeah, like you say, look good. But look good means different things for different people. And yeah, and I think even you know going back to your pick for a training partner like that was interesting was it because it's it's that idea of sort of yeah body shapes are different but because crossfit is so broad in movement styles it's kind of like a more performance focus so you're kind of like well yeah my body looks like this and it can perform like this like this is the good thing right it doesn't need to look yeah. a certain way to perform uh, and maybe yeah okay i'm going to struggle at strict pull-ups but my deadlift and my back squat are great. You kind of, you, you there's always yeah. going to be something that you can look to as a positive. I think we've all got that sort of ideal, like this is the dream. <laughs> yeah. Well, like this is the uh, dream workout for me or. Yeah. Well, I meant more like the, the dream bod, <laughs> like this is what I'd <laughs> like to look like, but I feel like there's kind of a big circle around that. And it's sort of, as long as I get within that circle, I'll be happy. <laughs> like I might yeah. be a little bit bigger or a little bit smaller than this ideal. Well, as long as I'm kind of in the ballpark, yeah, that's pretty exactly. good. Uh, and yeah, I think yeah. when then when I look around at the rest of society that are not doing anything, I can feel pretty happy about myself. Obviously, Definitely. a big part of that is, you know, diet and sleep. You mentioned this uh, earlier that you, you know you're trying, even in this lockdown period, you're you're kind of still sticking at a good routine with sleep and eat, you know, sleep and eat, sleep and eating. I suppose let's make it continuous um used to teach english you'd never believe that (laughs) (laughs) so i just wondered how you're managing to do that or if you found it more challenging or less challenging to kind of have a good routine Uh, let's start with sleep the one that i am terrible at but when i first wanted to get you on this podcast and i proposed a, a late evening because i can get all the family to bed and it's great time you're like i'm in bed by that time that's fine yeah i like you know i I do like an early night i have to say but um it does get a little bit later in the summer just because i feel bad getting into bed when it's still so light outside (laughs) but um also partly because i just feel like there's not that much on tv i don't like staying up watching something that i'm not enjoying so as much as i do kind of like to binge on a netflix series and things like that i won't watch them to the early hours because i do value my sleep so on the whole I know that I want to be in bed by 10. um, And I know that um, if I read in bed, that's going to encourage me to sleep well. So we don't have a TV in our bedroom, but obviously we've all got phones, which you can watch all these Netflix and things like that on. But I try not to try and read in bed for half an hour or something uh, every night. And then I set my alarm, but I am quite an early riser anyway. I never used to be. When Rachel and I first met, I mean... She had to break it to me after a couple of years of us being together, being like, by the way, you know that you're a morning person now. I couldn't believe it. But that's 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 what happens, I suppose, sometimes as you get older. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm blaming. You couldn't believe it or refused to believe it. No, it's not true. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was embarrassed by it. I no. And then I thought, yeah, actually, I do. I do like to go to bed early. I like to get my sleep. I've always needed my sleep, but not. I've not always listened to the facts that I need my sleep. Yeah. It is interesting that concept, isn't it, of morning person, evening person, or like morning person, night person. I, I, not 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 that I didn't buy into it, but I definitely found you know that I started training at eight o'clock in the evening because I had to. It's the only time. It, it just meant I could put the kids to bed and go out and not feel guilty about like being out and not being at home to help out, kind of getting mm-hmm. them ready for bed. But I definitely found that that's 
that's the sweet spot for me. It's like I've had the whole day to warm up and I finally feel ready to take on a workout in the evening. So during this period, it's been, I've trained a lot more in the mornings, uh, but because I started sort of running these classes for my friends and family in the evenings, if I haven't had a chance to work out, I'll just do it with them. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'm so much better in the evening. I'm just, it's so weird. Um, it's really interesting that, I mean, to be fair, when we've got the six o'clock classes and people are doing heavy back squats, I do think this is probably not the best time to be maxing out on your back squat, especially as people tend to roll out of bed, you know, maybe 15, 20 minutes before, half an hour after having your fast asleep, half an hour later, you're kind of lifting a heavy barbell. But um, I certainly think that for me, I'm better working out as well in the morning, not 6am, but in the morning. And that's partly to do with... Um, my food actually um because if it's difficult to find that balance between being too full and too starving for me (laughs) i feel like i need to eat until i'm full like i cannot stop eating before i'm full (laughs) yeah well that's where again like training at eight i find better than six or seven because i can finish work i can eat a a meal and then by eight o'clock i don't feel like full anymore but yeah. i definitely feel like i've got the energy i need to to tackle the workout i did do a 7 a.m workout um and i tell you what just the warm-up like doing the high knees and the kind of the heel butt kicks i can do them i'm so stiff <laughs> my body doesn't work at this time of the day and i had been up since yeah. five because i'd been forced out of bed by my daughter so i was i'd been up for a couple of hours but yeah it just sleeping a whole that kind of whole night i wish sleeping for some of the night <laughs> just i find i wake up so stiff but by eight o'clock in the evening just the day has finally loosened up all the joints that i need to use for a, for a Sound like an old man jason i feel like an old man <laughs> I, I definitely feel like i'm an old man trapped in the face of a very young man <laughs> that's yeah that sounds pretty accurate <laughs> No, it definitely does. It does it definitely does take a little bit longer to uh, get the body warmed up in the morning um, than than the evening. But I think if yourself, if you're very highly motivated and you really enjoy the gym, I think it's probably easy to come in the evening. But if you are not that self motivated, just started out, and you've kind of not got into that routine yet, I feel like once you've gone to work, get a bit peckish. Sometimes those people need to come either before or straight after work because once they're going home you know, they're not coming out again. It's easy to make excuses then. So I think um, having that habit before and really kind of embedding that, making sure you do get back out for that eight o'clock class. I'm impressed by you guys coming out from your homes to come to the gym at eight o'clock. Yeah. yeah. It's because we know you're there coaching. That's why we come. We're like, all right, we'll yeah. come down. We'll see Lydia. Otherwise we just stay home. <laughs> oh, thanks. Oh, I'm not there for eight o'clock anymore, really. Oh, we'd notice. When the gym's open. Don't worry. Yeah. We'd notice. Yeah, <laughs> we've got a little WhatsApp group about the Where's Lydia WhatsApp group. It's just like, where is she? She doesn't care about us anymore. She's abandoned us, betrayed us. I'm hurt. No, you need to come to a Tuesday or Thursday morning. When the, well, that was my schedule when the uh, when the gym was open. So never gonna no? happen. <laughs> oh, okay. I have to make some evening appearances. Yeah, just so just so we know you're okay. We're, we're concerned. That's <laughs> what it is. So, final thing then would be the diet. How are you finding eating during this period of time? Because uh, I think you you've you've kind of always been someone who's quite, I mean, the impression we've, we've got might not be true. <laughs> the impression we've had is you're always someone who's been quite keyed in, uh, dialed in on 
on your kind of on your diet on what you're eating has that been has that carried over into this period of time yeah it has it has and and because i've been training i've been eating well so i think that obviously to begin with it's lunches were the things i found the hardest because you normally i'm normally home for breakfast i'm normally home for dinner but um having to constantly think about what you're going to have for lunch every day um was a little bit harder but i enjoy being in the kitchen i'm not crazy adventurous but um obviously at the beginning when you can get most of the ingredients you had to be a little bit adventurous it's a little bit easier now that the shops are kind of more fully stocked but i feel like i've got a good basic understanding of what what i need to be eating to stay physically healthy and at the same time i know that i'm blessed with a pretty good metabolism that if i'm training then I'm going to be, if I'm training and eating fairly well, I'm going to be all right. I definitely still treat myself. I try and only buy dark chocolate, but occasionally I'll go out and buy a, some milk chocolate, which I'll just have to get rid of immediately. <laughs> if it's in there, it can't be in the house. It just needs to be eaten. Yeah, this is the, with Ollie, we've spoken about this, the dilemma of having kids and that your house is suddenly full of treats. So oh, I can imagine. The, the idea of it, it's got to be gone. is just, we, we'd yeah, die I think if Ollie we says did that. It, yeah, well, I said, wasn't was it Ollie who said it needs to be gone? I feel like uh, someone said, yeah, yeah, you just need to get rid of it, eat it as quick as possible. <laughs> yeah, there's just too much of it. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, can't imagine. But but to be honest, actually, for me, I'm pretty good at not snacking, like not grabbing something. I, I don't tend to to need to do that. My biggest issue is being at home. I have a massive lunch. Like that's <sighs> I. We cook that, and that's very much a throwback to all the years in Italy where lunch was a full meal. So I went from having two meals a day to three full meals a day, and then not working and not doing as much in the gym. And it just hit me. And like, especially oh, the first yeah. couple of weeks of the lockdown, I was like, hmm, something has happened here. <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> These trousers so don't fit lunches? anymore. What sort of lunches are you having then? Well, for a long time, we were doing pasta like a just it's it's quick it's easy it's my that is my biggest weakness and to be honest i can't really eat it i feel terrible after eating it now and i've realized (laughs) that and the number of times with rochelle i've been like i don't think i can eat pasta anymore it doesn't agree with me it's i feel awful after eating it i felt physically sick after eating it a couple of times and yet i go back and eat it again it's just the convenience is so high and it is by far harvey's favorite meal is pasta with pesto he just loves that uh, that is so delicious to be fair but I've, i can't even start delving into the world of pasta for for lunch <laughs> feel like i would be done i'm really so quite sensitive to especially like white pasta and things like that i do yeah. eat white pasta but um i'm very sensitive to sugar so and you would know that i would be out of action for the afternoon is that why you're not coaching at eight anymore? <laughs> it's for those pasta lunches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting better. I'm working on it. I know I've identified the weakness. I've not yet really done anything about it, but I've identified it. And I definitely feel like that's half the battle, right? So Yeah, definitely. It's uh, good. To, I definitely think it's good to be aware of these things, like aware of, oh, I ate that and then I felt like this. Because yeah. I think sometimes it's really easy to ignore those cues, um, partly because you want to ignore them because you love pasta and um partly because you just yeah if you just don't make that connection you can just continue continue down that route yeah well i'm 
I'm moving house very soon, and this will definitely be the okay. Now that I'm gone, let's. It's just that on top of everything else at the moment. It's so difficult to tackle. I feel like once we're out, we can we can really start <laughs> to focus on these things. There's a, a whole list. I've got a list of things to work on. Don't worry, Lydia. Uh, okay, so it's not just about the pasta at lunch. No, I, I'm just. I, I I feel like I the. Okay, this is turning into a therapy session, but I definitely felt like the start of lockdown picked up a load of bad habits, quickly identified them and the results that were coming from this and kicked most of them and had a period of a couple of weeks and just noticed a transformation. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm back. Um, I'm back to kind of pre-lockdown, which was never great, but better than, <laughs> better than it was after. Uh, and then definitely in the last couple of weeks with the move and everything happening, I just realized, oh, they've all come back and they've brought <laughs> friends. <laughs> like you say, at least you're aware then. Yeah. but it, I'll, And I'll you've, get, you've kicked them once. You can kick them again. I can kick them again. And, uh, yeah. and definitely this little kind of coaching I'm doing for other people is having it because that was the other thing, having the, that I used to go to the gym at eight meant no alcohol before eight o'clock. Uh, be careful what I eat before eight o'clock like that it had this knock-on effect for my whole day and as soon as you know if I've done the workout 10 o'clock in the morning hey at any time from 10 o'clock I'm free to start <laughs> indulging it's really in funny actually habits. that mindset is really funny because I feel um the opposite so if I work out in the morning I feel like I've started the day well so I'm going to continue it well but I, I could see that some people could be like oh I've exercised now I'm, I'm off the hook yeah well, I've done it it's because I know if I, you know, I don't want to drink or eat something and then have to work out like that's the, the downfall, isn't it? But once I've yeah. already done the workout, well, now it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want to see you coming to like a 7am class and be like, well, I can hit the beers now. <laughs> yeah. It's just I mean, at eight, just cracking them open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the novelty of it. Yeah, what's done, guys? Here you go. <laughs> okay, well, after that little tangent, we'll just move on to spotlighting a another member how do you feel about that Lydia I'd love to get your your opinion and I've picked a good one today um okay so somebody that trains at 8 p.m who you may know he goes by the name Matt or Matthew as he said that's with a ch in there so we're going to be talking about uh Matt you know Matt back yeah. from when you used to go to eight o'clock in the evening <laughs> so Matt, uh, obviously, hold on, let me just pull up the form here. So uh, what time do you normally train? He's told us 8 p.m. Well, we know that. Your favorite movement in CrossFit. Any guesses what Matt's favorite movements are? I might go something gymnastics. So I might go muscle up. That is a very good call, Lydia. So he's definitely upper body rig work, muscle ups <laughs> or pull ups. That's yeah. what he, Of course he likes doing muscle ups. It's oh, such a... A show-off movement, Matt. What are you? He's doing? got that gymnastics kind of body shape, hasn't he? Triangular. So that may influence then his most hated movement in CrossFit. Any any guesses there? Maybe deadlift. No, it's something you've mentioned that you. It's your most hated movement with a barbell. Oh, uh, snatch. Snatch, snatch, or uh, overhead squats. Oh yeah. So he People, has. I'm, I'm with him. Yeah, he has also identified the cause that he may hate these two movements because he's also put in brackets, over overhead mobility. I guess. So he's 
he's understood the link there. Yeah. Um, it's funny how Snatch is a, it's a lot of people's favourite or most hated. Yeah, I wonder if he's been working on his weaknesses then, that overhead mobility in lockdown. Okay, I'll Matt, have, ask you, him when we see have him. you been working on your overhead mobility during lockdown? I bet he has. He's, he's annoying like <laughs> that. So how did he first find CrossFit? Well, he said that his sister discovered CrossFit at university. So I'm guessing he's talking about uh, Evie. Otherwise, maybe he's got another sister I don't know about, but <laughs> I'm going to guess it's it's Evie. So uh, she discovered CrossFit at university. And when she came home, she convinced him to give it a go. And he reckons that was back in 2017. Really? That right? Mm. Yeah. I'm just always, I think I'm always surprised Like people that start, are, it started around the same time as me. I think because you spend ages sort of going to the same class, you only know like, the 10 or 12 people in your class. Um, mm. It's always surprising when people start around the same time that you think that they are perhaps members for years. So yeah, I'm shocked that it's only 2017 with him. Yeah, I found that uh, like with the different shout outs we've done, like hearing people that I assumed had started years before me and then like, oh no, we started at the same time or they actually started after me, which is, yeah, which, you know, says something about how poor I am at training then if they started <laughs> after me and, and are as good as they are. So we always ask for a fun fact, as you know. <laughs> now, sometimes these facts aren't true. But <laughs> hey, it's yet to be determined. So his fun fact is the collective noun for polar bears. Or do you know what it is? No First idea. All, no idea. He said it's an aur- aurora. An aurora. An okay. aurora of polar bears. I knew I was going to need a run up to get that out. <laughs> so, that's quite cool. I think that's Learn a, something new. That's a fun that's that's one of those great fun facts that you can actually just drop into conversation. Yeah. Oh. Well, have you have you recently been seen to see an aurora of polar bears like that? Is exactly. that I mean, it's that not really going to your... come up in any conversation I'm going to have. I think you could work it in. Okay. <laughs> there's a really interesting documentary I watched the other day, uh, you know, with on wildlife, and uh, oh, I tell you what, there was this aurora of polar bears, absolutely <laughs> incredible. Uh, <laughs> that was good uh, okay that's more realistic that's going to come up in conversation there you go well it is now that we're all going to artificially yeah. work it into our conversations Lydia it's been lovely to finally have you on um, we've, we've spoken about you so many times on the podcast and, and now people can can put a voice to <laughs> if they didn't know you already but I'm sure most uh, have already known you so it's been uh, it's been great, great having you on I'm sure we'll get you back on in the future for a more specific topic of conversation probably be running oh, when we finally do a, a topic on running it, well people listen to that it'll just be like now hopefully it'll be yeah. i think people will just listen to it hoping that i'll say running's bad for you don't do it oh. yeah and be like i would go how did we get negative downloads on this that, that's, <laughs> I thought that was impossible excellent well enjoy the the rest of your day as we've managed to get this done nice and early and so you've got the whole day ahead of you uh, I've managed to keep it together despite it being the time I don't like to train, which I thought might have also meant the time I don't like to podcast. But it turns out it's fine. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Hey, maybe I'm We're a morning person now. Who knows? Uh, it's great. Probably not. All right. Well, thank you very much, Lydia. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Look in the the, the links in the description below and fill out the spotlight form if you haven't already done that. And uh, whatever else is down there in the the stuff I write for each episode. I'm sure there's something interesting also today. So uh, thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you all on the next episode.